Hello. Hey, Abby. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to episode nine. Yay. Our last episode in the single digits. We're getting up there. <laughs> we are. We're entering the fifth grade of podcasts. Oh, wow. I can't wait for... Um, Fifth grade is when you start doing the reading challenge and you get the Pizza Hut pizzas, right? Or at least book that's it what it was. Challenges for me. are my life. <laughs> I would I would do a book it challenge today if it meant I got a personal pan pizza. I blame the book it challenges for my battle of childhood obesity. <laughs> wow. No, I don't, but Ah, that was heavy. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> it was heavy. Hello, good morning to all of you. <laughs> Let's get into it now. Yes. So, Abby, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm kind of, uh, I'm a little tired, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> this week. You are in the midst of, you had two product launches. It's just like, um, you must just be exhausted, just back to back. This product, product launch was launches. like a real launch. The first one was like, it was the iPhone 8, and it was minimal because I knew that no one wanted that phone. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and if you're um, listening iphone 8 somebody wanted you that's not <laughs> you are you are loved somebody. we see you um but the 10 just launched and so it's been pandemonium actually it's been kind of quiet because we don't have any and it's been right. great <laughs> um but it it's that been... false lull in the middle right because it's like the initial rush yes and then you run out yes. and then it's just a lot of turning people away and then yep. you start getting them again and, and then, then it's like and then it gets popping and then we'll go right, right. into christmas yes. and um and then it'll be crazy until about february and then everybody will go back to school and we'll be fine um but now i can actually say this i have a new job uh, <laughs> so I'll yay be... <laughs> I'll be um, going to Michigan Avenue. Uh, so I have the same job at a different location, but I've been at um, the location I've been at for eight, almost eight years. So um, it is past, past time, but now it is like literally official. I got the offer letter and I accepted. So it's yes, been like... congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy for you. I am mentally mentally exhausted like i'm excited and nervous but literally i could just lay down in someone's floor anywhere and just go to sleep anyway <laughs> that is so incredible i'm so happy for you thank you <laughs> y'all abby's gonna work at like the crazy fancy new michigan avenue apple store like that like opens fancy. onto the riverwalk and is made of glass and happiness and yeah you're gonna be there kicking ass and like it's the same job but it's not the same job because right. it's like the store it's the Apple store. Like, right, right. The store. That's true. It's like we're this is only a... the, like this is only like the second of like the new yeah, type of, of like Apple store, new, right? Yeah, like the, the new, new flagship kind of Apple stores. Right. Yeah, this is the second one. So it was very high profile when it opened. All of our CEOs were there. I did not get to meet them. I was on vacation. It's fine. But um <laughs> it's it definitely is like super high profile. Um, it's a beautiful store. If you ever are downtown and just meandering, go to that store. It's gorgeous. So it is like the best of the literal best and they only want the best and they wanted you obviously. And I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. There's, I was telling someone yesterday that I don't, I'm not a person who like feels like they deserve like stuff. Like I deserve this. This is mine. Like, like, you know, stuff is like rightfully indignantly white privilege mine. Um, yeah. But I deserved this. Like, as soon as I saw this position, yes. I was like, oh, it's mine. Like, it was that I had, like, a overwhelmingly, like, yep, okay. 
<laughs> like it was just very finite. So I, and I don't feel that often. So was, number good. one, you should feel that more often. Because I know <laughs> so many things are yours, and the world owes you so much. But number two, I it makes me so happy to hear that like you saw this position and you were like you knew it, like you knew it, like you yeah. just. And then, like, you made it happen. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I haven't baked since the bagels. Um, Just because as soon as I did that, it was like everything broke loose at work. And it's just been nuts. So... Um, I haven't had an opportunity to make anything else. Um, but right now I'm, I'm like just so mentally tired that I can't. Um, yeah. but I, whenever I do, I'm like, Oh, why don't I do this all the time? I just, exactly. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just, it's therapeutic. Oddly enough, right. it's fine that it, like other people get to eat it. I'm like, yes, you can have this, but this was for me. Like this, right. <laughs> the act like, was for me. The act was all me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to just. Bake. have this avenue yeah no, so happy nice. it makes me. that's good that's why we have this podcast so we can talk about exactly it. <laughs> people at home are like well yeah duh <laughs> like exactly we already knew that but just i get it <laughs> sometimes i forget no yeah you can get lost in the in the treasury of it all sometimes exactly even creative stuff where it's like this is what i love to do and you can get lost in the the loving it. No, yeah, I totally understand. Um, oh man, I was reading an interview with. Oh goodness, I can't remember. It was she was a graphic. Uh, she was a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and um, she was giving advice to people who like they had like a day job that wasn't graphic design. And she was like, "If you think it's hard to like do graphic design at the end of your day job, she was like, imagine trying to do it after doing someone else's graphic design all day." Right. She was like, she's she's like, you can, you know, have your dream job and, you know, be living out your dream and doing your work. But like, if you're, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you're still, you know, you're beholden to other people. You know what I mean? Like you're delivering other people's projects, you're, you're authoring work, but like the ideas are not always yours. And she was like, so let go of the idea that, um, that, you know, to follow your passion means like working a specific way. She was like. That's real. She's like, follow your passions. She's like, when you have the energy, when you have the time. She was like, but don't don't wait for your passion to become your day job because it might not look exactly like you think it will. It might not feel exactly like you're hoping that it will. That's super true. I've yeah, never I, thought about I, that. Yeah. Um, that, no, that like really blew my mind because in my head, I'm always like, I just can't wait for, you know, this some magical day where all I have to do is bake. And Right, but you're not baking... Right, you, you. I have to bake on a deadline. I have to get this to this client. The client exactly. didn't like it. Um, I have to do it again. So, it's. I get it. Um, it's the same with me in graphic design. That's why I don't design. Um, one because I got intimidated by everyone in the business being good and fast and perfect. And I'm, and even though that's a complete and total lie. Um, yes, thank it was you. just. <laughs> it, it. It's still. Um, it was still difficult to like stay there and think like oh i i want to do work for me but i also have to do work for other people and maybe this is not what i really want to do and then that also tires me <laughs> so it's yeah. like maybe i'll just work at this job at another place for eight years and put aside my passion yay <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like it's really hard to reconcile all of those like like those like disparaging or, or dispar- uh, disparate and like competing feelings yeah um all of that was just tied into so 
uh, yeah, all that was tied into the fact that I made this cake for Roxanne Gay. Yes, you did. Oh my goodness. And, uh, which was like totally wild. So a couple weeks ago, Roxanne Gay tweeted like out into the ether to her like 400,000 followers. She was like, um, this is like the third year in a row that I'm not going to get a birthday cake. Oh. And so I just tweeted her like, hey, <laughs> next time you're in New York, I will gladly make you a cake. And then I included the link to the Thunder Thighs Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and she replied, wow. And I was like, oh, I've been blessed by Roxanne Gay. That yes. was enough to like, that was enough to like carry me. To, right? right. To sustain you for a little bit. I was like, nah, I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, she announced that she was doing an event at Strand Books, which is my favorite bookstore. And it was going to be in the um, the rare books room, which is like a small room. So okay. I was like, okay. I was like, I got to go to this. <laughs> and I have to take a cake. <laughs> so I made a um Did you tell marble... her you were coming? No. Okay. Keep going. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I made um, a chocolate vanilla marbled layer cake because she said on Twitter that that was her favorite cake. And I did uh, just a plain vanilla Italian meringue buttercream, because again, she said she liked plain buttercream. And then I did a chocolate drip, and I did some more buttercream on top with some chocolate shavings. And then I piped out Roxanne in chocolate Mm -hmm. and put it on top. So, you know, real simple. And I go to this event, and there was not even 50 people there. And I was like, okay, cool, perfect. It was like a really weird event. She did a reading, and then um, people performed songs that were inspired by the reading. That sounds like New York. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, definitely, like, the weirdest, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, two musicians, uh, like, performed pieces. Okay. Um, one was this, like, uh, she, I think she was... I don't, I don't want to be... I don't want to be problematic right now, but she was an immigrant <laughs> from a Muslim country. Okay. And... Um, she sang a beautiful song, and uh, the other was, like, a straight white guy who sang three songs, no. even though Roxanne asked him not to. Mm. <laughs> he was like, uh, his first song was fine, and then he was like, I have another, and she was like, do we have time? And he just kept going. Wow. And then, and That's... then, <laughs> and then he was like, I have one more, Roxanne, if you'd like, and she said, please don't, and then he did it anyway. <laughs> And I was like, and dude, this is Roxanne Gay. Like, she lives that is literally for, like, like white guys everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. If like, you could just not let me do this anyway. Right. It was crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting so far off track. So we're at this crazy event, which was like lovely. Um, and afterwards, there was not, there was not, uh, there was not like a signing. Like, I thought there was going to be a signing, but mm, where you could like because... walk up to your table and be like, hi, I made this for you. Yes, but apparently because Homeboy sang 18 songs, like, there was just mm. no time for a signing. That's Jeez. not true. Like, th- there was never time for a signing, but I'm just mad that he sang three songs. But anyway, um, so like, they're like, the staff of the store is like ushering people out. They're like, you guys need to go. We have another event. Get out. Roxanne's got stuff to do. And so I just like rushed the stage. <laughs> and I was like, um, hi, Roxanne. I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but a couple weeks ago on Twitter, I said that if you're ever in New York, I'd make you a cake and I brought you a cake. <laughs> and she was like, oh, wow. And so then I'm like, awkwardly like pulling it out of my bag. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is really awkward. I was like, and also whenever I deliver a cake, I have to like 
make the box out of like other boxes because my cakes are so tall oh. that like normal cake boxes don't hold them. That makes sense. So I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I know this looks jank, but I was like, I promise it tastes good. And then I told her what was in it. And she was like, no, she was like, I love this. Like, she's like, I love this, um, this carrying case that you have. I don't remember what word she used. And she was like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. And I was just like, you don't have to take it. I was like, I know this is weird. And she was like, no, I love this. Thank you. Um, and then she was like, tweet me so that I can find you. And I did. And she liked my stuff on Twitter. And oh, my God. Anyway, that was like a great moment because I love Roxanne Gay. Yeah, she's, like, wonderful. Yeah, it's just, like, literal role model. And, like, I don't know. Like, the entire time I was making her cake, I was like, oh, my God, is this cake good enough for Roxanne Gay? Like, is this cake good enough for anybody? Like, I was just having this, like, protracted, like, identity crisis about I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. And I don't want to feel that way. (laughs) I think, I don't know. Again, I feel like that if it's a, it has to be, like, a healthy fear. Like, yeah, don't, as long as it's not stopping you from making it then yeah. okay that's okay that's like normal to have this is true and you made it and you got and de- you delivered it to her so i did did you make like anything that you cook anything did you anything this week legitimately no <laughs> i i uh now that i'm like super off whole 30 i had uh, <laughs> super off super <laughs> yes. off <laughs> um i had I, today, this week was honestly like an emotional eating week uh, because yeah. it was an emotional eat, like because it was an emotional week. Um, like I had a full pint of Jenny's ice cream and some pizza and Doritos. Like I had, it was just like things that I probably shouldn't have a ton of like Taco Bell and Portillo's. Like it was <laughs> like this week was just full of food um, yeah. that I did not make. That I shouldn't, like, I don't want to say that I should not have had because I had it and it has passed. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely fueled by emotion. So, I don't know. I'm trying not to feel, like, completely ashamed of it because I'm tired of the shame spiral of food. But. Amen. Amen. That in in itself, in and of itself is a job. Like, that whole shame spiral. Like, you can just sit at home and do that. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. So, I didn't necessarily make anything. Things were ingested. I can I can say that. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, um, so a few weeks ago, you and I on this podcast talked about uh, a rumor that I heard on the internet that a pumpkin pie made with butternut squash instead mm-hmm. of pumpkin is supposed to taste better than a pumpkin pie made with pumpkin. And so this week, I put that theory to the test. I actually made three pumpkin pies um, in the past two days. You're I made... insane. <laughs> First of all. Um, I made a pumpkin pie with Libby's from a can. So the regular, good old-fashioned, like... Pumpkin pie filling? No, just pumpkin puree. So pure pumpkin puree from a can. Uh, And for each of these pies, I used the same base recipe. The only thing that changed was the pureed vegetable. Okay. Yeah, vegetable. So, I mean, it's a pretty basic uh, pumpkin pie recipe. It's adapted from King Arthur. Yes, King Arthur. Um, it's, you know, just uh, your puree with um, a little bit of, cr- uh, this one has evaporated milk. Um, My mother eggs. uses evaporated milk. Yeah, mm. it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, eggs, and then your usual spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, mm-hmm. ground ginger. And this one actually has just a little bit of black pepper, which I like because it. I like little... that a lot. 
yes. And it gives it just that little extra spice. Mm. So first pie was um, Libby's pumpkin puree. Okay. Second pie, I went and got a pumpkin from the grocery store. And I scooped the flesh out and I deseeded it and I roasted chunks of it and then I pureed it myself. You are um, amazing. Which I had done before and it is always a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I hate it and I <laughs> do not recommend it. And the third pie uh, was butternut squash. And so I went and I got a butternut squash and uh, peeled it and seeded it, which was much easier than the pumpkin. And mm-hmm. I roasted it. Um... I roasted the pumpkin as well and the butternut squash with a little bit of butter and sugar. Okay. Okay. So, um, have these three pies right off the bat. Um, wait, no, not right off the bat. I have these three pies and then I, I cast a wide net. So I invited, um, like literally anyone that I knew in New York to like come and taste pumpkin pie. I did not get as many people as I was hoping. There were about seven people, I wow. think in total. That is more than I was. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, also, fun side note, I cast two wide of a net and three men that I'm like currently whatever, like dating-ish, what? all said that they would come. One didn't come, but then two did come at different times. And I was Yo, like, this is that crazy. That is stressful in a way. I was very I... stressed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't. What, I was, like, so concerned with pie that I was, like, boy problems were not on my mind. And then I, like, created a boy problem. And I was, like, uh. Why you do that? <laughs> anyway. So, right off the bat, pretty much no one could tell the difference between the pumpkin from a can and the roasted pumpkin. Which I kind of knew would happen. Yeah. Because I've roasted a pumpkin before and it tastes the same. Yeah. So, if you've ever thought, oh, I bet pumpkin pie would taste really great with fresh pumpkin it won't. You're wrong. I mm, promise. Mm, mm, it's so much work. Pumpkins are so messy. They're full of water and strings and despair. Like, just just, just buy it from a can. It's not pumpkin pie filling. Do not buy that. We've talked about that. That is pumpkin puree and high fructose corn syrup. Just buy the Libby's 100% pure pumpkin puree. Indeed. Great. So then um, I did that first. So I presented those two pies first, and then I presented the butternut squash. And for all these pies, I did not tell anyone what was in them until the very end. Okay. I don't know why it just seemed like that made the most sense. Like, I didn't want to, like, give anyone any biases. Biases? Sure. Biases. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, after we were, like, we pretty much decided that those <laughs> two pies were the same. Uh, I gave the butternut squash. Uh, I, I let everyone taste the butternut squash. And everyone agreed that it tasted different. Mm-hmm. And that it was good, but it was not substantially different. Okay. One person actually asked, is this butternut squash? <laughs> because they said this has a butternut squashy flavor. And I was like, you get a gold star. Um, because I didn't think it had a butternut squash flavor. But also, like, by that point, my taste buds were like... It's a, it, right, they were like washed Right. Out. Yeah, it was like I had been like tasting things and like whatever. So, um, the results were like... Not particularly exciting, I am sad to say. Like, um, everyone agreed that the butternut squash, it, again, it tasted different. It tasted good. Like, it didn't taste bad. Mm-hmm. But it was not like, oh, my God, so much better. Or even, oh, my God, so much different. Or 
so much more complex. You know what I mean? Like, that's honestly what I was expecting. I was like, I think it is going to have a richer, more complex flavor. And to a degree, that was true, but it wasn't so substantially different that... I was like, I'm definitely just only doing this one from now on. Yeah, right. So it wasn't like, oh, this is the way Mm -hmm. to make a pumpkin pie. Like, it's a way. And, like, if you're feeling, you know, you want something a little different or um, you want to make it. What's Ina always saying? Um, You want really good flavor or Mm -hmm. um, you just want to just be extra festive, as Mariah would say. You can (laughs) roast a butternut squash. But I do not think that it was a game changer. A game changer. It's, I mean, it's not a lot of work. A butternut squash is really easy to cut up and roast, but it's definitely harder than opening a can of pumpkin puree. Well, yeah. All right, this week we are... uh... This is our, like, Thanksgiving spectacular episode. Um, spectacular! <laughs> and we'll be, I guess we'll be talking about, like, Thanksgiving traditions, because I was thinking about it, and Thanksgiving at white people's houses is way different than Thanksgiving at my house, and it's different than Thanksgiving at Michael's house. Uh-uh. And we're going to fill you in on all the secrets that you've always wanted to know, like, what do black people have to eat <laughs> at Thanksgiving, and what do Mexican people have to eat at Thanksgiving? And there are probably more similarities... I feel like I've I feel like I've stolen um, things from like white people's houses because we never had mashed potatoes until very recently. Really? Because black people don't have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. We have macaroni and cheese. Por qué no los dos? Now we yeah we have both. <laughs> we have both now. I think it's weird that white people don't have. I think it's weirder that white people don't have mac and cheese at their. Thanksgiving than it is that you didn't have mashed potatoes. I think it's weird that white people only have maybe four sides at their Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's real because crazy. we have like, a solid is twelve. Like the Super Bowl of sides, mm-hmm. like it's like oh, we just have you know mashed potatoes and um, what is it? What casserole? Not casserole. It's green bean casserole. Green bean casserole, which is tasty. And now we have that because my brother likes it, but also my brother only dates white girls. So I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> So uh, let's not read into that. Anywho, um, I'm, I'm just kidding. But I'm not kidding about the dating. But um, yeah, so I just don't, I don't get some traditions. Like, why do you only... My mom has been trying to fit all of her food on the table like white people do in movies um, since yeah, I was crazy. little. And I don't think she understands that they only have four sides. That's why we, they can do it. Right. She's, she's been trying my whole oh. life. I'm like, mom, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's fine. <laughs> so I, I am dying to hear one. How is Thanksgiving for your mom? <laughs> and, <laughs> and what, or, or what does your auntie Mallory like make? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, so I guess I should start by a lot of things in my family are like sort of like a Mexican family. But uh, I feel like a lot of our, like, traditions, mm-hmm. um, which were set by my grandparents. Okay. Um, we spent, I feel like, are our, our meant to, like, mimic white traditions. So okay. when my grandparents first got to Texas, um, they, like, they spoke Spanish. And then they faced a lot of 
like discrimination and prejudice for either speaking Spanish or because of their accents. And so they consciously only spoke English to their daughters, my mom and her sisters, so that they would not feel that same discrimination. And I feel like that logic kind of carried over to lots of things, including the way that like we celebrated Thanksgiving, because honestly, like our Thanksgivings... um, they never felt particularly different than like the white Thanksgivings that I would see. Hmm. Um, I mean, they were different in like um, sometimes there were tamales. Mm-hmm. And I'm I love tamales. Yes, I do love a tamale uh, or a tamal. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like for the most part, like it did felt very. A traditional, and I think a lot of that stems from um, my grandparents kind of setting that tone or that expectation that, like, they were not striving for, but maybe emulating whiteness as, like, a means of acceptance. You know what I mean? I No, yeah, I get it. That's That makes me kind of sad, um, but I get it. it. And it makes me kind of sad, too. No, absolutely, just because, um, you know, I feel like uh, just, like, so much about, like, the way that, like, my family operates like especially around like those types of celebrations um just stems from like those early interactions that my grandparents had as like spanish-speaking mexicans you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like there was prejudice and there was discrimination and like uh i feel like it really informed kind of a lot of things about my family um, so Thanksgiving was, I mean, it was always turkey and ham, which I okay. didn't realize that not everyone has ham at Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I could do without turkey. I'm just saying, if, if a turkey didn't show up, a- would I be mad? No. Men. <laughs> Listen, turkey is so... People literally don't have turkey, like, the. I don't have turkey, like, carved turkey the entire year. I might have it on a sandwich, but, like, it's just not a thing I have, and I'd rather have ham. No one is clamoring for turkey in, like, August, right? Like, no one's like, oof, you know, it's been so long since I've had a good, you know, piece of turkey. But Mm -hmm. ham, ham is wanted Mm year-round. Year-round. But when I talk to, uh, when I talk to white people, they're always like, really? You have a ham? Really? That's so weird. Is it, is it Karen? I just, mm, sorry. (laughs) I just start naming names when I get annoyed at white people. No, I'm right there with you. So, uh, turkey and ham, and then uh, we were, like I said, soup roll of sides. So, my grandmother, she makes um, a very traditional but amazing cornbread stuffing. Ooh. Which, again, looks like uh, traditional, you know, celery, some boiled eggs. I'm trying to think what else. She throws the gizzards in there from the turkey. Nice, nice. <sighs> I feel like I'm forgetting a few ingredients. But it's, like, very traditional. Um, we always had mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, um... We usually did not a green bean casserole. We didn't do casseroles in general because I feel like that's, I don't know, just like wasn't us. Okay. Uh, but we had actual green beans and then we always had corn and there was always some type of roll. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and sweet potatoes, of course. Always with the marshmallows. We don't do that. Okay, but that is a break really? from black people because black people love marshmallows on top of their sweet potatoes. But we don't. Um, I think. Okay, so yeah. yeah, tell me like what like a traditional or like a what a uh, like your menu looks like. Um, at least my my black Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> not all black Thanksgivings. My black Thanksgiving is um, 
uh, ham and turkey. Um, greens, yes. uh, usually right. collards. For most black people, my mom loves a good mustard kale turnip collard mix. Um, we like Damn, kale. that sounds good. We, I've, I've been eating kale greens before kale greens knew that they were cool. Um, the story of, like, so many black people. Like. I'm like, because like, when kale came on the team, I was like, what y'all, what y'all doing? What y'all talking about? What? Are you are you seriously into you're into kale now? Like it was just right, like but, a but weird... also like don't you know you're supposed to cook these? Like yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Like you literally have to massage the green to get it to cook down, which is why we cook it anyway. Um, so with a ham hock. With well, my mom does um, smoked turkey meat. So oh my god, um, turkey necks if you're real black, <laughs> like if you're a real one. Um, so yeah, greens, macaroni and cheese. Um, we call our stuffing dressing, um, yes. and it is still cornbread uh, dressing. And my mom makes it sometimes with smoked oysters, sometimes with smoked turkey necks, sometimes with. Uh, it's like it depends on what she has and what she can get, but mm-hmm. I feel like the turkey necks make it the best. Um, and we do sweet potatoes, but not a sweet potato casserole. It's my mom just does sweet potato like patties. Um, Patties. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, literally, Aldi sells these sweet potato like they are literally just like formed patties, um, where they're already soft, and they taste mm-hmm. like silk. Like, and I can't <laughs> find them anymore. We can't find them anymore, but they're oh. so good. I've had them for most of my life, and they stopped carrying them because it was like a super old school thing. And I guess it's like people don't want them unless you can find like an Aldi in the hood, and they're there. But um, yeah. Um, Recently, though, additions that we have made is corn casserole, which is like Ugh. not cream corn. It's like almost like cornbread with corn in it, basically. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because um, Ina has a great recipe for corn pudding, which I think is same. Similar. It is the same. It's it's a very weird texture. It's very hard to describe people, but it's so good. It is delicious. And my nephew, who used to like nothing and now likes everything, um, <laughs> and loves corn pudding and will eat the whole thing. Um, but my mom always tries to find something different. She's like, I want to make something different for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I don't oh. know why. Because <laughs> we want the same thing. But my mom is just a gem. Um, other additions are mashed potatoes um, and green bean casserole. Um, for my brother, mostly. I mean, we eat it. It's tasty. But um, I think, what else? Desserts are a whole different thing. (laughs) We do a lot of desserts. There's always a pound cake, um, sweet potato pie, and pumpkin pie, um, and an icebox pie, which is basically like a no-bake cream cheese pie, I guess. Maybe you can think about it. Um, It's cream cheese and um, sweetened, uh, sweetened condensed milk, lemon juice, and vanilla. Uh, set in the fridge and it is divine. This sounds so good. <laughs> Come to my Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is like the true day of the year where we eat literally everything. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's. Am I leaving anything out? Because <laughs> I feel like I am. Oh, potato salad. Oh, I am not oh. black. <laughs> um, potato salad is another staple, and cranberry sauce, homemade oh, cranberry yeah, sauce. Do you have um, spaghetti at your dinner? No, and I know that is traditional for some black families. Uh, I was gonna say because I have I have spent um, more than one Thanksgiving dinner with black families, and there's <laughs> usually spaghetti. Yeah, um, 
nope. <laughs> 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 Not at my Thanksgiving. I just, okay. It wasn't part of, I guess it wasn't part of my mom's Thanksgiving growing up. So she okay. was never like pressed to make it. Um, yeah. And I never was like, why don't we have, you know, spaghetti? I never right. wanted it. So it's never been like a thing that we wanted. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's just like one of those traditions. Mm-hmm. It's just good because spaghetti has such a, I just feel like it has such a different like flavor profile than like everything else going on at a traditional, even not traditional yes. Thanksgiving profile. That I just yeah. Or sometimes there's, there, I've been to Thanksgivings where there's masacholi and still yeah. super tasty. I just don't want it. Right. <laughs> um, I just feel like. I see you, girl, but that's not what I came here for. No, like, I, I, I see literally... you shining. You're doing your thing, but <laughs> my trifecta, or like my true plate, is like <laughs> ham, dressing, greens, macaroni and cheese, um, and cranberry sauce. And I get a bite of all of it, and the whole thing together is basically so perfect. Um, my mouth is <sighs> real saliva Um but it's like my perfect bite. Um, my mom usually makes rolls as well. But uh, Costco changed the game because they make their own rolls and they're really good. Um, <gasps> really? To the point where you don't notice that my mom didn't make them. It's, they have the same. it's hard to beat fresh rolls, but I bet Costco could do it. They literally still have flour on the bottom of them. Like, that's, how, that's how good they are. <laughs> they're like, that's it's, they're good. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh. So your dessert, like, spectacular, kind of reminded me that um, I think until I started baking, like, there weren't really any bakers in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother, she was, uh, like, a working mom, and, like, she, uh, you know, she, I don't want to say came of age, but, like, when she was, like, raising her family, like, it was very much the age of, like, um, like Cool Whip had just been invented, and yeah, Jello like was shortcuts. a really big thing. Right, so she was, like, um, a family, not a, yeah, family circle, um, parade magazine kind of cook, right? Mm. Like, she, she was real, real into, like, um, pumpkin pie that's made with Cool Whip. Um, no. And uh, my aunt, she makes a fruit salad, but it's, it's like, fruit cocktail and um, Cool Whip and nuts. Is that ambrosia? Is that- yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I... I like taffy apple salad uh, for Fourth of July, but no, no other holiday. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so like a lot of our like, um, or I have another aunt, and she makes uh, this is a different holiday, but for like Easter, she always makes like those big ass Jello eggs. Oh, I've had Jello since I was four. Um, Jello is so good. So like a lot <laughs> of so like I just feel like a lot of our like um, again like a lot of our traditions just stem from like my grandmother like you know, mm-hmm. aiming for, like, mainstream, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what what is everyone else doing? And then so she opens Parade Magazine, it's like, look at all these fantabulous Jell-O products. Right, and you're like, all right, Jell-O it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I came along and I was like, mm, let's do something completely different. <laughs> bless, bless you for living. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy is that, like, I still, like, those things, because they are familiar to me, like, they're still, like, what I crave. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I feel like Thanksgiving is just rooted in, well, this is what my mom had and this is what her mom 100%. had. 100%. <laughs> totally. Um, so I'm trying to think. So my grand, my grandmother, she always did Thanksgiving dinner and then a few, well, it's been more than a few years. At some point, she moved back to Texas. So we were living, okay. all living in Chicago, obviously, and then she went back to Texas and then she left us kind of fend for ourselves and it was like 
traumatic. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> right. No. Now, um, my mother, like, obviously my mother doesn't cook, but um, mm-hmm. her sisters are all, like, uh, proficient. Okay, that's good. Talented cooks. And, but, um, something about just, like, the, like, the level of skill required to pull off Thanksgiving, like, always tested them. Um, test my mom, who has been doing this by herself for a long time. It's hard to do Thanksgiving. It's hard to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing Thanksgiving by myself for how long have I been in New York now? This will be my fourth Thanksgiving in New York, and I always do it by myself. Dang. And it's hard. But also, I will not accept help. <laughs> See, that's my mother. Like, I, I have, in recent years, I have helped more. Like, I make the mashed potatoes. and But, like, literally, I make the mashed potatoes, and that's it. <laughs> she will not let me do anything else. Uh, she's just it's like she's stressed she always gets sick um, because she's so stressed and then she's like but I'm doing this I'm like yeah okay okay yeah I'm like I've been like trying to like investigate like is this like some type of like weird martyrdom like why do I do this to myself like <laughs> I don't know why but it's like a control thing like when I bake there's that control thing right it's like yeah we just talked about this right we just talked about this but I feel like on Thanksgiving like it's just like it's like so much more than that it's just like it's like the time that I should like let it all go and like ask because it is like the ultimate dinner of the year like you cannot mess up Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner if you you can mess up any dinner at any point the day before even the day after but the day of that is the day like you can't you have no there's no room for there's no margin for error like you can't you just so it's like get out of my kitchen (laughs) that's like really and truly what it is so um like whenever i have any type of dinner party um i try to remember that like i know always says like um your guests won't have more fun if you made you know everything from scratch and she's always like the most important thing about a dinner party is you know that you're spending time with your loved ones right and so like on a normal day i'm like all right even if i like burn the pork or whatever like i can call little caesars this will be fine but on thanksgiving like none of that applies like thanksgiving like it is about the food Mm -hmm. like yes like we're all here and we're all giving thanks but like we're all giving thanks for these Rolls, the this, rolls, this, right? Like we're yeah. all giving thanks for this ham. Like that's what we're here for. This like, ham, yes. It's just such like a high stakes. Like it's like so stressful, but then also like you just get like such a high from that stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, like it's like like I will never go bungee jumping, but I will make Thanksgiving dinner solo. Yes. It's, right, exactly. Like, I will not, like, thing. I'm not going to, like, you know, cliff dive or anything. I won't nope. cave dive. I, I'm not going to jump into a pool of water from a high height, but I will get in this kitchen. <laughs> I will get in this kitchen, and I will snap, and I will make dinner for 17 people. Um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just... I think it's funny that, like, your mom doesn't let you help. Because you're just like... I, I try. Here's the thing. Because Thanksgiving is such a tradition and because yeah. these recipes are part of my mother, yeah. I can't even ask her for, like, what do I put in this next? She's like, how do you not know what to put in it next? She's not even <laughs> mad at me. It's just that who, like, think, that's, right. these recipes are like a part, part of, her, of who right? she is. Like she's not reading off anything. And she's just like, she, she just knows. is not. It is just, <laughs> it, it is like a culmination of her life, basically. And I can't disturb it <laughs> and now uh if i'm sitting in the kitchen i can help her chop i totally help her chop right um and i and she'll kind of offhandedly give me like the recipe like this is what i do i sprinkle this on top and then i put like this on top of that and if i'm not really there and writing it down it's going to change by next year so <laughs> um i it's really hard <laughs> because 
it's the same for my grandma, but that's literally how my grandma makes everything. It's just, it's just part of her. Yeah. So I can't just sit down and be like, teach me how to make potato salad. She'd be like, can you get out of my face? Um, it, it would just be that's so moot. <laughs> no, that is so funny. My aunt, um, I have an aunt who lives in Texas. She makes uh, just this incredible Mexican rice. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've yet to eat. I've yet to pay money in a restaurant that's better than this rice. Ooh. Like it's just yeah, it's insane. And so I've asked her to teach me. And the first time she did, she didn't measure anything, and she didn't. Um, you know, she, I was like, wait, uh, how much is that? She was like, you know, she's like, just, you know, she's like, she's like, just put enough. And I was like, right, right. What? You got to tell me what enough is, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she was like, well, it depends. She's like, what are you feeling? And I was like, Tia, these are not like. <laughs> I don't have feelings about this yet because I've right? never made Like, this. no, I was like, I need amounts and I need like grams. And she was just like, you know, she's like, well, how much rice did you use? I was like, I don't know. You didn't tell me. <laughs> she was, I was like, you just put enough down. And I was like. No, this is not how this works. Right? I was like, that's not how any of this works. And like, yes. every time she makes rice, it's just like, it's like effortless. And she's so delicious. And like, every time I make it, for me, it's just like, it's so stressful. And I'm like, oh, it's good, but it's not right. I get it. I totally get it. I literally just have, have mastered my mom's tuna salad. Tuna, guys. Tuna salad. And I, like, I was over the moon because it tastes just like my mom's and I like my mom's. But... It took me, how old am I? I'm 31, guys. Um, but it's because she doesn't measure anything. She just, like, put this, this, and this, and then, like, go with it. I'm like, ah. So, I can't. Those are just, like, skills that I just don't. It's just. I don't have it. I like to read. I like to write things down. I do. I like, I like exact measurements, and I understand. That's why I like baking. Because baking Amen. is exact, it's a science. And I, it, like, cooking is not, a, I mean, it's a science, obviously, but it's like, it's more, it's definitely more about feeling. And I hate it. <laughs> so that's Thanksgiving. We love Thanksgiving. Any last Thanksgiving thoughts? Um, it is honestly my favorite holiday. Because um, Christmas, I like the Christmas season, but Christmas Day is kind of a letdown. Um, Agreed. I, I don't know. I love it. I love, I love being with my family, even though they're, you know, like my family. And sometimes, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows, like, it's like, oh, it's my family. But also it's like, eh, it's my family. Um, but, you know, I truly, it's my favorite holiday. If I could, if all holidays could just be centered around giving thanks and food, then yeah, let's do that. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Bacon bit. Mm-hmm. Woo. So um, this week's bacon bit, because I spent so much time making pie, I wanted to talk about pie crust. Okay. And um, It is a true science, I feel like. Yes, it is a science. And I want to get into a little bit of the science. And I don't want to go too deep and nerdy with it. But I think right. it helps to understand a little bit about the science of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like pie crust uh, scares a lot of people, even like um, accomplished bakers. Like I know a lot of people who bake, but they don't make their own pie crust. It's not that hard, to be honest. You it's just, not. You gotta have your ingredients together, but it is not difficult. It's true. Agreed. Um, 
I do think it's tricky to make a really good pie crust. So I think it's easy to mess up a pie crust. Hmm. Um, so a pie crust, any pastry, um, is made up of gluten and fat. And like those are those are two very loaded words. <laughs> um, like I feel like those are like political words. Like people have like very strong feelings about like gluten and fat. Uh, yeah, um, they do. But like, I just I I want you to I want like if you're listening, I want you to like let go of your like hangups. Gluten is just like <laughs> gluten is just the scientific word for water and flour, mm-hmm. and fat is just a macronutrient. Like it's just, just they are what they are. Like accept them. Right, let let them into your heart. So, <laughs> um, so pie crust is gluten and fat, and so fat like butter, it, it gets covered with gluten, right? So like your gluten is your water and your flour that you mix and then eat together, and then it covers um, all of your fat. So then like on a molecular level, when the heat hits the fat and the fat melts, um, the steam pushes the gluten apart, and that's mm-hmm. how you get flakes in a pie crust, or that's how you get um, layers in a croissant. Yes. Um, they get t- like all that tender deliciousness in any type of pastry. Um, what's happening is your butter, your lard, or your whatever you're using, it melts. And then the steam and these tiny little molecules um, pushes the gluten that you formed, um, pushes it out, which I think is really cool to think about. Honestly, I closed my eyes through this whole segment because it was just kind of very erotic for me. Anyways. Uh, maybe <laughs> we're just a bunch of, maybe we're just a bunch of nerds. Um, so the structure of a, of a pie relies on your gluten that you form by mixing your water and your flour um, and then, you know, kneading it together. So, like, you knead your bread. And for some things, you want a lot of gluten because you want, like, a chewy bread, right? Or you don't want a chewy bread. Mm-hmm. Um, with a pie crust, uh, if you overwork it and you form too much gluten, that's how you get those, like, tough pie crusts. Yeah. Like, that are like hockey pucks. Yeah, hockey pucks. Like, you know, like it's almost stale. Um, and then if you under, like, if you don't form enough gluten, um, you, you know, your pie crust never comes together and it won't bake and you, it's like soft or soggy or mm-hmm. um, chewy, but like not in a good way. So it's like, uh, like the, the tricky part about, um, Pie crust is forming the correct amount of gluten. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, I don't know, the 18th time, gluten is water and flour. And the issue is that water for, or water bonds really easily with everything, right? Like, everything gets wet. Like, water... Is wet. It's around. Yeah, like, <laughs> water is wet. Like, water gets around. So you have to be careful when you're working with any type of crust because your water, every time you touch it, your water is in there moving and bonding and forming that gluten. Mm-hmm. So the geniuses at America's Test Kitchen oh, man. Um, have a wonderful pie crust recipe that calls for replacing some of the water with vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the reason that they do that is because while water bonds with everything and water forms gluten really easily, alcohol does not. So you get the liquid when you're using vodka. You get the liquid because you get the water. But when you're working the pie crust, all of the alcohol is not forming gluten. And it helps to make a really tender pie crust because what we want is 
just enough gluten to cover our fat, but not so much gluten that it becomes tough. Mm-hmm. And because of the space, you know, I don't know, back to our molecule, our molecular level, because of the space that the alcohol is taking up, oh, man, that's gluten that cannot form. So you can work it a little more, you know, if you're unsure and it's more forgiving than if you were just using water. So if you're afraid to make your pie crust or if you've never made pie crust or you just want an excuse to drink in the kitchen. Sure. Yes. I will link the full recipe. But the secret to easy pie crust is vodka. Thank you, Alton Brown. That was fantastic. Oh, yay. Hopefully that was clear. I feel like. If you're really, I mean, honestly, if you are like feeling some type of way about pie crust, look it up on the internet. There's a ton of recipes for vodka pie crust. It's really easy. It is really easy. And um, I just made 15 pie crusts. Not really, but that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, like, it works. Um, It's helpful. All of my pie crusts were really flaky. Vodka. Vodka! Okay, we have reached that time again. The end of another episode. Abby, tell me. No. What is your secret ingredient? <laughs> yeah, you have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble this week. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I have so, again, I have so many candidates, so many honorable mentions, like number one, vodka. Number yes. two, peanut butter, just in general. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Number three, the last minute and 30 seconds of Breakdown by Mariah Carey. You have been listening to that on repeat. I... It's so good. <laughs> Also, I put it on my Instagram story and I made everyone watch it. And then I noticed who started. I put like two minutes of the video on there. And I definitely took note of who started those videos and did not make it to the last one. Wow. I know who you are. I know who you are. I You're on my list. One of them. No, you made it all the way to the end, which I appreciate. Um, so intense. Uh, <laughs> sorry, wait. I, was, I lost my chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because now I'm thinking about those people, anyway, those heathens who did not stick around for the end of Breakdown. Listen, Breakdown is so good. None of us deserve it. Oh my. I can't even get into this. I can't get into this again. Anyway. But the true secret ingredient this week, because I was talking about pie and we were talking about Thanksgiving, um, the true secret ingredient uh, is like my entire family. Oh. (laughs) Um, I just... Uh, I was just, I was having this word vomit moment earlier, but uh, you know I come from a Catholic Mexican family, and uh, it was like real obvious real early that I was like real gay, <laughs> and my family just was like, yeah, that, yeah, like they're like there was never an issue, like oh, like they just always like uh, like you know they loved me for who I was and. Um, I was never made to feel unloved or like I wasn't as much a part of my family as anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, this thought was triggered because uh, yesterday as I had my um, my pumpkin pie test with my chosen family here in New York, um, 
you know, we like got onto the topic of obviously like going back for Thanksgiving and like not everyone obviously has the has been like as blessed with an a family that's as accepting as mine. Right. Right. And so like yesterday is like we're eating pie and I'm like surrounded by like other like beautiful like queer people of color. Like they have to go home to their like Catholic families and their Mexican families and their black families and like they don't get to be fully who they are. Like where they have to like hide some of their shine because their families just can't fully accept them. Yeah. And like it's just like <laughs> It breaks my heart for, like, my friends and, like, my chosen family, but then it also just, like, fills me with such gratitude that, like, my family... was true, though. Yeah, my family just, like, it, like, it was never an issue, you know what I mean? It's just, like, it just wasn't. It just, you were born and you were there and... Yeah. That's and it. Just, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like... That's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, my family is, like, mostly, like, strong women like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know but just like for like a family of or yeah just like again like a family of like real real catholic mexicans and we all like we're all really down for the virgin mary like (laughs) (laughs) um just all right (laughs) i was yesterday just reminded how lucky i am to come from an accepting family and i love them for Never making me feel unloved, and never making me feel like I wasn't like like I didn't belong. Yeah. So a sense of belonging. Uh, if you if you don't have that, you you don't realize how much you need it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm very grateful for my family. I'm sorry that I am not cooking for them. I do always feel a little guilty that, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Thanksgiving comes around and they don't get to enjoy any of the amazing things that I cook. I know. <laughs> One year I'm going to have to come out to New York for Thanksgiving because I think your Friendsgiving, your like your chosen family seems nice. <laughs> yes, I do. My uh my chosen family. They're they're also like on the honorable mention like <laughs> my chosen family of queerdos. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're also just like super important to me. Like at some point in the night, like we started watching like drag race videos and <laughs> then it turned into like let's uh listen to everything that Whitney Houston has ever recorded. Sure, yeah, that seems logical. And I'm just like, yeah, so like these people are just like <laughs> it gets so important that you're all here and we're listening to Whitney Houston and we're eating pumpkin pie and like this is all just very correct. Like I I yeah, I love it. I love when you can find a tribe of people that you can just kind of be in a pile of. Like, literally, just like a pile of people that like each other. And yes. I'm into that. It's very rare. And I'm just, like, feel like, uh, yeah, so I'm just, like, I'm, like, blessed with, like, my actual family and my chosen family. It's, like, it's, like, too much. Like, I'm, like, uh, oh. it's, like, I've been, like, too blessed. The like, limit don't take it does away. not exist, okay? It doesn't exist. <laughs> uh. Thank you. Well, that helped with my secret ingredient because I think, <laughs> yay! I think it'll be my team at at Orland. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna miss them so much. Like, like I, I'm gonna miss them more than I even know. But um, I like found my good friends there. Um, I met you there. <laughs> yes, um, I met 
I've reconnected with people like uh, my good friend Siki. Um, I went to high school with him, but he started working for Apple again, and now we're like super good friends. And I'm grateful that like I got the opportunity to reconnect with him because he's fantastic. Um, but like my true squad is like I met them there, and I'm I, I'm nervous for to when I go. Um, yeah. to a new store because I'm like, are you guys going to be my friends still? <laughs> like, and that is like a valid concern of mine. <laughs> it's not a valid concern. <laughs> because, of course, they're going to be your friends. I, I know, I know. But like <laughs> adult friendships are hard <laughs> and weird. And yes. it, it is situational because I've been there and I see them all the time. I see them more than my family. So it's like easy to be like, let's go get a drink because I'm near, like we're, we all get off at nine. Cool. Because retail is ridiculous and you work stupid hours and um so basically you almost become friends via situation. So I'm yeah. like, is this like, is this going to end? Cause you don't see me. Like what am I going to do? And what if no one likes me at the new store? They think I'm really fat and I don't understand. And they're like, shut up. Um, so it's just nice that I have found people that also accept me cause I'm in my own head a lot. <laughs> and they're just like, what? Get out of your head. Like just stop. Um, and my one friend Courtney was like, I'm literally not going to leave you alone. Like, even if you wanted to go somewhere else, I'm not going <laughs> to leave you alone. And I was like, thank you. I love you so much. Um, but yeah, just shout out to them because they're, they're truly one of a kind. Orland is like the coolest place ever. It's in a shit mall, <laughs> but it is the best team that you'll ever find. So I just love them and I'm going to miss them so, so much. There's like a phrase like the strongest fires are forged in the darkest places or something like that. Like <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> just like, you know, like those bonds that like you made. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like look at you and I like. Yeah. It's been five years. Right. Like who like, knew like we would still be friends after after you moved, right. after you left. How wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah. So shout out to our chosen family. Yes. Our work families are actual family yeah shout out to my family they're like my family is <laughs> my, my sister and brother are like the weirdest people i've ever met i like legit sometimes <laughs> cannot That's describe amazing. them they're like because they're, they're like they're both like honestly like they're beautiful like they're beautiful people but sometimes i'm like how how did you even come to this conclusion like when they like say opinions i'm like where did you even when they say opinions. I can't, I, I don't know how to say it any other way. <laughs> I'm just like, where did you, where did you form this in your head and how did it come out of your mouth? But I would, I would kill anybody for him, you know, like, like don't, don't come from my family. But I just, in my own mind, I'm like, what are you guys? Like, how are you? It's, and they're so funny and they're so quirky. But in, like, the best way, I just don't get them sometimes when they're like, I hate this. And it'll be, like, the r- most random thing. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> like I just, I don't understand them all the time. Um, but they're my favorite people. <laughs> when they say opinions. I'll never get over that. <laughs> I, I wish there was a different way I could say that. There's not. <laughs> but I just compl- I like completely understand what you mean. <laughs> There's not a way for me to say that any differently, <laughs> but they are, they're just the best. <laughs> yay. Yay, family. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Call your family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Call your family. Like, I don't know. I feel like sisters um, and brothers, even if you don't get along with them, like, uh, it's 
just call them. They they appreciate you. You appreciate them. And even on a subconscious level, just text them. Because no one calls me each other anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it for this week. It is, I think. Another one in the bag. Yes, and happy early Thanksgiving. Yes, happy early Thanksgiving. Um, hope that you get to celebrate with your family, chosen or otherwise. I hope that you have all the food you want. I hope there are no political conversations at the table. Not a single one. No. I hope not a single one. Uh, I hope your pie crusts come out flaky. Mm-hmm. I hope your rolls rise. Yes, I hope your turkey stays juicy. Right? So difficult. It's so difficult. So hard. But you know what? If it doesn't, it's okay. It's all right, because no one really, really is here for the turkey anyway. They're here for the sides. It's just, it's a cranberry sauce delivery system. You're fine. That's real. Okay, so that is it for us. Um, Please remember to rate and to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. You can listen to our old episodes on madewithmelanin.com you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MichaelRXS you can see the things that I bake including the cake that I made for Roxanne Gay on ah. Instagram at thunderthighsco Abby tell the people where they can find you you can find me literally everywhere including at Apple that's literally my, my Apple login name and Apple Abby Blue Jay uh, it's Blue Jay with no E Abby with no E I love it. Um, oh, it was brought to my attention that I should give a shout out to Jazar, who is the artist who makes all of our episode music. Thank you. That is Jazar, and we source all that music from the freemusicarchive.org. Yeah, thank you for it. Which is a fantastic resource uh, where artists like Jazar and like hundreds of thousands of other amazing, talented people put up their music for people to use. So, shout out to Jazar. We genuinely appreciate you keeping our show, like, semi-hip. like Jaunty. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, it keeps it moving. Yes. So, thank you. Um, all right. Uh, you can follow Abby and I on Twitter at MadeWMelanin. You can follow us on Instagram at MadeWithMelaninPod. Mm-hmm. I think that is the whole thing. I think I covered all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to go... Happy Thanksgiving again. Yay, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving back. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving back. Oh, (laughs) that just made my whole life. Okay, sorry. Okay, we have to end this. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)